welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily app where we make money. Go download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. First deposit match up to 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. We've been doing our thing in the Jock Market every day, and it begins right now. Here on the Mayo Media Net, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And in a little bit, I'm going to ask you to press a cartoon thumb, believe it or not. How many times do you hear that during the day? Hopefully not many, because I like to think this show is pretty unique. That's probably the nicest way to describe me, your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, or big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as Always death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, and the big man up before the crack of dawn to bring you this. The fastest show with MLB absolutely anywhere. And you know, you can take that one to the bank, man. I love the interactions, the DMs. Make sure you get up in the comments or on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app. I love the descriptions. People say that this show is their shot of espresso in the morning and man I absolutely love it doing what we do me and you the Cork Stats crew it's the three pillars of profit that we bring you here at the Mayo Media Net all the context and nuance that you can possibly stomach until it's pouring out your nose daily DFS and jock market then over we do a quick fantasy segment today the Thursday show very important we have an ad at every position for 10, 12 and 15 team leagues trying to be everything to everyone doing the very best we can in the very little time we got to do it and then a couple bets hey the bets are getting back on track bit of up and down you got to understand that's going to be the case when you're taking on these plus money plays like we are but hey man you know your work is pretty good but you feel that confident about it there's a reason why they're at plus 120 plus 130 uh what happened yesterday taylor ward on base three times but it was two walks so he did not get across and then uh someone else didn't get across also i think freeman let us down yesterday hey you know these things always mancini one hit didn't get across i was waiting for mountcastle he missed it again so you know again these things happen back to the drawing board and all the stuff that we do which keeps us at the four we don't throw the ball we don't swing the bat therefore we don't control the outcome which means let's try and tie our worth less to the outputs and more to those inputs and that starts right here with your stack attacker let's do it man all right i love there is nothing that i love more than bad teams right we love those bad teams because that's where the public is disgusted so it's low ownership it's good pricing and good odds let's dive into it it's my man proving that you don't need a neck to play professional sports daniel vogelbach and those pittsburgh pirate righties going up against steven duggar for the reds man they are throwing this guy to the wolves with eight innings on the year but i went back for the career 79 innings he's a 729 era 1 7 whip ops above 950 all your attack metrics like firmly in place go get them single digit k minus walk and all the bad math that you'd be looking for in a ballpark like cincinnati 40 percent fly ball 43 percent hard hit is what you in the back nearly two home runs per nine and all the stuff we're looking for vogelback has been excellent since 
getting back. Last 33 plate appearances against righties, a 50% hard hit rate, 95 miles an hour, 11% barrel, batting average at 333, paired with a 370 ISO, 1100 OPS, and three Ramalama ding dongs. But remember, for the new listeners, and I know they're out there because every day these view numbers continue to climb, reminding me of that yodeler in Price is Right. Because that's always really how I've thought about my account and my, let's say, I don't want to say strategy, but my kind of approach towards stack building. It really becomes a grind where you play around even a lot of the times. Betting is played around even. Trading is played around even. And then you have a couple big hits, get on a run, hopefully don't have any big losses. Oh, there's our first feather in the cap for the day. Remember, there are four possible outcomes anytime you take on a risk venture. A big win, a little win, a little loss, and a big loss. If you eliminate that last one over time, you will make money. I am living proof. And the last three weeks are evidence of that. So, all right, Daniel Vogelbach looking awesome. And remember, we want to be focusing on those high ISOs, isolated slugging being a measure of extra base hits. When we're looking for total base props, we want aggressive hitters, right? Strikeouts and stuff are not a bad thing. Vogelbach is patient, but lately he's been swinging. So he's also in the top third of the lineup, something that also matters. And they're on the road, something that also matters, right? Because you're guaranteed the ninth frame. So just to give you an idea, all these feathers sticking out of our caps, because tomorrow no one cares about pits versus Cincinnati Thursday. Hopefully you have a lesson that you took with you going forward. Then over to Jack Sawinski. Really who? He's been excellent this year, man, especially as of late against righties. Last 31 plate appearance. Again, that same kind of time frame. 13 barrels, 7 blast. 260 batting average, 300 ISO. So again, 30% extra base hit rate. Really where you want to be, right? You you're, know you're getting three at-bats. We're hoping for four or five, where then the math really kind of leans in our favor. 9, 10 OPS and two home runs in that time frame. But I also wanted to tack on one more. The Cincinnati bullpen has been atrocious, so if we don't get it early, 298 innings on the year, right? I really try not to use small samples if I can avoid it. A 5.65 ERA, 1.5 whip. And how about one small sample? Last seven days, Reds bullpen, 8.4 ERA, 1.9 whip, two and a half home runs per nine. Hachi machi, Liberace, oh my goodness. All right, we're staying in the same ballpark for the other side of the stack. Give me the red legs going up against Bryce Wilson, who has sent myself and my family down to Disneyland more than once. My new Edwin Jackson Homer Bailey, 749 ERA, 18 whip, and 928 OPS on the year. Again, if you'll notice, I always like to use OPS as a surface statistic. For me, it really is that third plate on the balance beam, and the reason is this. Any two points make a line. ERA and whip. So sometimes they don't match, and that can intuitively maybe lead us in a direction. However, when you plot a third point, there really is an essence of validation. And when your OPS is in line with ERA and whip, you say, okay, let's get with that trend. The OPS being the deciding vote, let's say, a lot of times will be what lets you know which one of those stats is a fugazi. A fugazi? How could you tell it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. Well, it's kind of what we do. The Jula, Don the Jula, if you get that one. I love that movie. All right, let's get back into the Reds. Stack attacker against Bryce Wilson, who's been really, really bad. Single-digit K-minus walk, single-digit swing and strike, all the things we generally look for. And an extremely low first strike rate down at 53, extremely low chase rate at 27, which is about seven ticks below a 32% 
average. He figures about 20% below average. And it's led to some really hard contact because now he has to come into the zone. 25 line drive, 43 hard hit, a 400 expected Woba on the year. Right, that is an amalgamation stat. Exit velocity, launch angle, sprint speed. Really my favorite stat as a descriptor all at once. 400 really being the benchmark to attack and 1,000 OPS to lefties on the air. His entire arsenal, right? So the entire arsenal, all four pitches, not a single one of them, has an expected slug below 460. That's atrocious. Not one has a whiff rate above 27. That is even worse. He throws the changeup. More than he should, considering it has an 800 X slug on the year. Let's get with Brandon Drury at home against righties. Year to date, 112 plate appearances, 45 hard hit, double digit barrel, 283 average, 222 ISO, OPS up near 905. A shama lama, ooh, shama lama lama ding dong. She was my shibbity bop, yeah. So, you know, just in case this handicapping thing doesn't work out for me, if there is a, let's say, a plus-size full Monty doo-wop group being formed, I'm your man. Oh, my gosh. This thing's getting off the rails or what? Give me Brandon Drury and his teammate Tyler Naquin, who's back off the injured list. Quick thing for fantasy. If he's out there, you need him. He needs to be rostered. Against righties year-to-date as well, 118 PAs. 247 average, not great, but 226 ISO, right where we want to be, 900 OPS. So again, this is, let's get to the end, 42 hard hit, 10 barrel, and 4 home runs. Here's a bit of application here. Any names on the list that comes up with the stack attack is a total model hit. I will not be backing away from these. But where the nuance and the context comes in here is when you encounter the lower average, the lower ISO, that's not a total base prop. Also, Naquin will probably be batting fourth or fifth, which doesn't mean it's it's not, it doesn't disclude you from being part of the total base prop, but it is another one of those check marks, right? Parameters, people. Build, build the foundation. Strong foundations allow you to go high to the sky. And so DFS, these names are all viable. Jock market is going to be price-dependent, Total base props take a little bit more of that formula, the calculus, because again, the Reds are at home. If they're ahead, you could get gypped on the ninth frame, and now you could see how we wouldn't be as attracted to Naquin. I get a lot of these questions, so I, I really try and get to everybody on Twitter. I really do appreciate all of you, and if you appreciate me, sounds like a good time to press a cartoon thumb. It looks like this little stubby thing right there. It's right down below you. Please press the like button, subscribe to the channel. That stuff matters more than it should, but it really, really does. I don't want your money. I do want your cartoon fingers. <laughs> give me your cartoon fingers. This show is just so weird. I love it, man. So, all right, give me Tyler Naquin, DFS, and Jock Market providing it's at 5 25 or below and if you really want to get into the pricing for jock market the best way is to follow me on twitter and i put it up on patreon every single day we use star ratings that are attached i have a key and it's all free and attached to pricing it'll really help you get paid that hundred dollars that they're matching you for free and jock market is more than enough money i've seen the green screens people really kind of building these percentage bankrolls slowly it's really fantastic i love to see it and all right let's get into the last stack it's braves righties this is like the stack of all stacks stack the tutti stacks atlanta righties versus libertor who i do like but he has really struggled he's a guy i think will be looking to draft next year 
I, this year, I don't know what to say. It's over. We have a long way to go. There's a, too many adjustments that I think need to be made. 566 ERA, a 1-8 whip, 920 OPS on the season. Attack, attack, attack. Every single earn run indicator is above 5. So FIP, XFIP, DERA, PCRA, CDERA, ABCD, 1, 2, 3, 9 is above 5. 18% K to 11% walk. That single-digit K minus walk will kill you, particularly with the double-digit walk rate. First strike rate as low as she goes at 47%. I don't run it against the league. It's a little too early in the morning. I don't care that much. It's as low as she goes. That might be the lowest first strike rate in the league. And one of the lower chase rates at 28, not as low as we mentioned before, but still 28 is way too low. Five shorter than 30 is one six. That's 15% lower than average. That's a major issue, especially when you're a uh, fly ball machine. 47 fly ball, 54 hard hit, and 12% barrel has only equaled one and three quarters home runs per nine. That's the kind of numbers that can get you up over two, depending on the environment. The Braves absolutely eating lefties for lunch. I mean, I guess we could do them really quick. It's just everything you could ask for. It's Acuna. Year to date against lefties, 44 hard hit, 20 barrel, 16 blast. Oh my God, 930 OPS. Austin Riley, 95 plate appearances, 61% hard hit rate, 95 miles an hour, 21% barrel, 13% blast. Remember, we use blast here, the ideal subset of barrels. At batting average at 300, 358 ISO and six. Austin Riley is like the player of the night. He's got to be the top projected player for me on the night. And then William Contreras. I've struggled much. The two W Contreras boys, they both catch. This is the Braves catcher who just threw the manja, manja, manja on lefties on the year. 64% hard hit rate, 19% barrel. Average over 300. ISO over 300. OPS over 950 with three home runs. So give me Pirates, righties, Reds, righties, and Braves, righties. Backfill all your lineups into those. Man, how good is this show? If there is an answer, though, that was kind of rhetorical, uh, let us know. Get up in the comments. I really do my best to answer you. One of the more meaningful feedbacks that I get is how people you know, appreciate me kind of taking my time to answer you. But remember, without you, there's no me. So... You know, that is kind of a fact. Let's get into fantasy. Here we go. The second pillar of profit. I hope, I really do hope that a lot of you are experiencing what I'm experiencing in fantasy season long this year. A lot of my drafted whole teams are Barsora. They're garbage. Lots of injuries. I especially front-loaded relievers. And, um, and if you have, like I wasn't even into Chapman because I thought that was an L, but Hendricks really has not gotten it done for you. So if you had Hendricks up top, that didn't work. And then my secondary closers, I was really big on Corey Knabel. Remember, you're drafting without a lot of information, so you're just kind of stabbing. I thought if I took sure closers, I could spare myself all those picks in the back end. Well, when the ones up front don't work, you don't end up with saves. And I missed on you know a lot of injuries. Uh, Mitch Hanniger was one of my favorite power bats coming in at the price. I drafted him like on every single team. He hasn't played, and you know that'll kill you. Anyway, enough excuses. Where I want to get it is the Fab leagues I'm in that started in you know 12th and 13th place are now in like fourth and fifth place, which is a mighty fine place to be at the All Star break considering our trajectory. I'm much more comfortable being in fourth coming from 12th than being in you know let's say even. 
fifth coming from first, or maybe, I don't know about third coming from first. That's still pretty much uh, noise and not signal. But I think you understand what I mean. We're on the come up because of this show. Tuesday and Wednesday, we mine the advanced statistical leaderboards for hitters and pitchers. Then Thursday, we mash them all together and they give you an ad at every position for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. So that's what you see up on the board. Audio-only listeners, don't worry, I'm going to walk you through it. Well, I don't think I walk. If it's talking, my talking ain't walking. My talking is sprinting, right? I mean, that's probably not an exaggeration. Um, back to the graphic. You'll see three hitters at each infield position, so that's supposed to be your 10, 12, and 15-team ads. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Excuse me for that. Behind the dish, Jonah Heim has played himself up into all format. Um Relevancy, followed by Carson Kelly, who's off the IL. And if you're kind of chasing catchers in 12-team leagues, I think, you know, he's a he's probably a pretty good spot uh, to go with. Then um, Michael Perez, Pittsburgh, 15-team leagues, don't yell at me. You need a catcher in 15-team leagues. You're pretty much streaming and moving around. I like to, if anything, if I can afford the roster spot, try and get ahead on an injury, right? Maybe you're... I don't even know. Right now, I guess it's Jansen. It was really Kelly. You know, I have Kelly on a couple teams because of that. So, Heim, Kelly, and Perez catching is, of course, extremely difficult. Hopefully, you got on some of the guys we mentioned earlier in the year. You know, I have Bethacourt on a lot of teams, and he's really been fine. You know, stole some bases, hit some home runs, playing a lot more than most catchers. Let's get into first base. My boy, Italian breakfast, Vinny Pacentino, looking legit. Really, all we wanted to see from rookies before we push him to the front is that he's not outmatched. He looks good. I think he should be rostered in all formats. The best is yet to come. Over to Jonathan Scope, who is available, and I think he's playing his way into 12 teams. Remember, we often talk about players' production in terms of sine waves. Scope is very much dynamic, right? Very high spikes and then very flat lines. The average might come out where we thought at the end of the year, but right now, hat tip to Paul Sporer, my favorite term, one of them, is when we go through a scoping. So when scope is hitting, you just get with scope for two or three weeks and then get ready to dump him. Then after that, Carlos Santana, who's been playing and hitting and 15-teamers and not really buying him, his ownership rate is still very low. Over to second base, Brandon Rogers, who I really, really like. He's been coming on. He's been a hot topic over the course of a couple of years. Now when he comes through, I think we're going to get a very big second half from Rogers. I'd be looking to trade for him. Followed by Isak Piretis on the Rays. I think he's played himself into 12-team relevancy, playing every day. We know he's hitting home runs and clusters. Then to Luis Rendifo, who's playing every day, really a common thread for the 15-team ads. The best you could do is playing every day, and he's produced. I don't know why he's not hitting in front of Jonathan VR. I don't understand. The Angels are very, very confusing. Over to the shortstop, Ahmed Rosario. He was an ad for us. You've seen these names kind of creep up from 15 to 12 to 10, and that's when you know you have a hit. When we added somebody to 15 that now is at the top of the list, Rosario was getting dumped early on. We added him in 12. Now he's viable everywhere. He looks awesome. Followed by Brendan Rodgers with that multiple position eligibility. And then Luis Rengifo also with the eligibility. Who He has that extra little oomph if you're in NFBC leagues or daily leagues. Being able to get plugged and played you know, around the diamond, it really can help time to time. Over the third base, Luis Arias really looks like one of the best hitters in baseball. Like pure, like pure hitters. Tony Gwynn, John Oluru, like pure Ichiro like type category really is phenomenal and um yeah i guess in point league he's got to be added he's just on all the time he never gets out he's one of the tougher outs in the league and third base is one of the tougher positions so get with luis arias then again isak paredes viable in 12 team leagues followed by brian anderson playing all the time 
for Miami again, third base, very tough. Hat tip to my boy Eric Samolski. If you're not following Eric on Twitter or all the great work that he does, make sure you're doing that. He's part of that really kind of cool rotaballer crew. So you're getting Eric and uh, Thunder Dan, my dude John Anderson. Those guys, a lot of good. And Frank Amarante, a lot of good back and forth, a lot of open minds, right? No one's right all the time. But these are some of the more open-minded gentlemen that I've encountered. In particular, Eric is, I think he's an order of magnitude smarter than I am. He's a really, really sharp dude. you got to follow his work. He's very much into nuance and context and constructive criticism where I was going. He mentioned trying to separate the outfielders because they're very hard to rank depending on needs. And that's what you'll see. So to the left, it's more of like the speed basket multiple roto categories. And to the right is more... Power OPS point. So I hope that comes across. Audio-only listeners, let's just run it through. Again, it's played appearances. It's playing time, really. Jaron Duran for Boston must be added everywhere. We were on him very early. Seiya Suzuki is back. Make sure he's rostered everywhere. To Ahmed Rosario and Ramon Laureano. I love Ramon Laureano. Remember, he was slow out of the box because there's a suspension. That's his spring training and all that stuff. Whatever. He's starting to get it going. There's no competition for playing time. Top of the order. I really like Laureano. I think he's a five-category guy second half over to the OPS side the power side it's Juan Yapez Andrew McCutcheon Eddie Rosario and Jake Myers in particular Jake Myers was probably the big ad in 15 team leagues if you need an outfielder it's just really rough out there he's kind of got that serious hurt for the Astros McCormick has not been good Myers is kind of stepping into that other role right we know the Astros are amazing on offense there's been that kind of hole that they've rotated right now it's been Myers spot he's been okay so uh, he's probably the guy I'd be looking at then on the bump really tough ma'am I really like Josh Winder for Minnesota to Mitch White for the Dodgers Winkowski for Boston all must be added in all formats. I think we'll be getting to more shallow formats. It's David Peterson, Domingo Herman, and Glenn Otto. That's more of a 12 slash 15, I don't think. Maybe Herman is a 12 rostered, but not starting in a 12 to see what he's got, if he can contribute anything. And then in the bullpen, A.J. Minter taking over for Atlanta for the time being. Although, now that I think about it, I think I read Jansen is back. But we do have to see it first. And then, really big gold star on the big nose of the Cork Stats crew. We were on Lou Trevino. I know people holding your nose, saying they stink. That's not how bullpens are run. Hat tip to my boy, Dave McDonald. Make sure you're following up on Run DMC. Damn it. Dave McDonald. He's Run DMCD. Right. Run McD. Uh, Dave, also very sharp, very experienced High stakes player often talks about role greater than, greater than, greater than uh, injuries. Plus, the A's are just not going anywhere. I don't think they're going to be able to get enough out of Trevino to trade him. He has been the closer and held it down before, and now he's been okay. It's such a bad start to the year. I haven't done dive in to the granular stuff, but if he's kind of changed something, we know he's been viable. He could be really good for the rest of the year. He's been part of that move up in the standings I mentioned before, getting a handful of saves in a week, and all of a sudden, you know, you move up like three or four gains points all right let's round third and score the rock from home we have a couple bets here let's cover the ones that we covered off the back because we're kind of up against the time here but i have been trying to do a bit more of the handicapping you know people really do enjoy the analysis but there just isn't enough time you know the original cork stats whoever goes all the way back when that show first started the game by game breakdown you're right we're breaking down every single game 
with that with this analysis and i know people miss it but we do the best we can with what we got and the time we have so give me atlanta to cover the spread at minus 110 we mentioned the offensive side i just think they route libertor but we've also got spencer strider going one of the better if not best young starters in the league he's been super impressed i mean red all the way across my board here 287 era 101 whip 509 ops he's at 35 and a half whiff rate 77 and a half in zone contact rate. Like he is abusing people in the zone just phenomenal keeping the ball down sub 285 x woba on the year cardinals offense in a bit of a rut so give me atlanta to cover it up easily even if strider gives up a couple early i really don't care i think atlanta routes him today then over to the bottom the total base prop then we'll get back and i'll fill in what time i have doing some analysis it's over one and a half total bases brandon drury at 100 again the books are <laughs> the book the books are <laughs> are following my work or are one of the whales i have that are in my early clv group because i swear they're in my head and they're really on top of these total base props. A lot of the players that we mentioned earlier on, you'll see, do not have prices that are viable with our calculus. Now, it doesn't mean they're not going to hit, but we prefer... Now, we don't, I don't say you prefer necessarily just a road team. We it is The road team is ideal to get the ninth frame. I'll supersede that if I have a top third lineup spot with an implied team total over five and a half right so again i think there's always kind of ways to juke and jive because if you're going to get six runs you're going to get at least one more plate appearance and that's what we got to get so give me brandon jury at even money the rest of the players i just couldn't get to it the braves were in the my like minus 125 minus 130 i haven't gotten to the point where i'm paying minus 130 drury will probably move i think he can eat it up to standard vig up to minus 110 i feel like these are all pretty viable we know we love the hitting environment in cincinnati and so does drury all right before we gotta get out of here for the day let's cap the last one because we didn't do it we're going over nine and a half Colorado and Arizona this one just screaming it from the mountaintops on every side we have um, here we go we've got Gomber versus Keigel Austin Gomber 6'5 ERA 855 OPS five and a half deserved ERA 52% first strike rate all the stuff we like to go after and righties have a 930 OPS 394 Woba <laughs> on the year against Gomber. We know Arizona, when you're bad, they can feast. Christian Walker's probably going to do work today. Catal Marte starting to wake up. Like the offense on that side. Over to Arizona, Darius Keigel. Can't believe he has a job. 8-2-7 ERA, 8-2-10 whip, 9-34 ERA. Every single indicator up over 5.5. 6.5 deserved ERA. He has a 1.9% K minus walk. That's not going to do it. First strike rate down at 48. I mean, it's really been terrible. Righties have a 942 OPS, a plus 400. Woba, it's just been disgusting. Yes, he's kept the ball on the ground, but the ball is getting clobbered. So I think both of these teams get it done. The offenses have both kind of woken up. Arizona offense last seven days. That's 230 plate appearances. Top three in average at 281. Top three in K rate, 15.7. Top three in swinging strike rate, top three in chase rate, top three in zone contact rate, and they're hitting the ball hard. Uh, actually, top five in run score, top five in extra base hits. So Arizona in part of the sideway, right? We don't think the Arizona offense is good, but 
they're signing right now, right? They're entering the top part of that wave and against bad pitching. I think they'll get it done. Colorado offense has not been great, but Brian is back, and I think that could be something. Last one here is the cherry on top. If we don't get it early, don't panic. Colorado bullpen, terrible on the year, terrible last seven, five ERA, one six whip, last 22 innings, two home runs per nine, 11% barrel. Arizona bullpen year to date, four and a half ERA, K rate below 20%, last seven days, six and a half ERA, one five whip. I mean, it's just really, really bad for both of these squads. So hopefully, if we don't get it early, we'll get the melt down late. And that will do it, everybody. We're up against it. So remember, quick. Recap, Atlanta to cover the one and a half runs, minus 110. Colorado, Arizona over nine and a half, minus 110. Brandon Drury over his base prop, one and a half bases at plus 100. <clears throat> All right. Excuse me. Sorry about that. And let's wrap this bad boy up. I'm making it harder on my producers every single day, him having to listen to me for an extra like 30 seconds. I feel like I'm pushing the limit, but it trust me, it ain't because I'm sleeping late. It's putting together all these graphics, making sure when we're recommending ads, players are getting playing time. There really is a ton that goes into this show, and I know that's something that people do recognize and appreciate. So it feels like a good enough time to ask for another smash of the like button. You just can't believe how much that matters. Like a... I don't want your money. I want your cartoon fingers. I just can't believe that that is a reality in my life, but so be it. So please download the Jock Market app. We're going to get paid today. We want just backfill into those stacks, and that should be all you need. And we're not going to have to go above 550 for anybody. If someone goes up above 550, maybe forget it. Maybe we make the exception for Riley, right? Because he really is kind of breaking the board when we'll go up to that 650. But Jock Market is based on low pricing. Remember, a low price means low demand, which means the door is open to profit. Boom. That'll do it here. You got your stacks. We got ads in every position, in every format, and a couple bets that should get you home. <sighs> Is there another show like this anywhere? I'm not sure there's ever been a baseball show like this anywhere, because I know they're out there. 15 writers and producers and us. It's here. A couple of really passionate, hardworking men and women at the Mayo Media Net. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Tag Patrick Murdoch Mayo and let him know how good of a job I'm doing. I know some of you have, and it really does me it really does mean a lot. I know he's got that smile on his face because he really cares about you people. And that was, you know, our connection, maybe besides the fact we like to surround ourselves with maniacs, is that we both really love all of you. I gotta get out of here. That will do it. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the games. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. And the big man will see you on the flip side at the cashier window, yo. Peace. Peace.